We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Carlo Navas, and with me today is not producer, co-founder, Brian Goins. Brian's on strike. Brian decided he didn't want to go on. He was really upset with the game today, and he said, I'm not I'm not involved with anything that's going on today. Brian refused to be on the show. He has, uh, He's boycotting because he was so upset by this scrimmage loss. But in his stead, we have our professional screw-up, Alex Soledo. What's up? We have our statistician and professional photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. Hello. Looking fresh. Fresh cut. And joining us back on the program, our friend, friend of the show, homie of mine, producer at 790 The Ticket and 560 WQAM, Alex Solana. Already a mistake. 560 The Joe. Let's put some respect. 560 The Joe. I'm let's sorry. Put some respect Wait, is on the is Joe. that really what it's called right now? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I... 560 The Joe. It's listen. After the merger, it was hard. I was I, I wasn't even sure if you worked at 790 or 560. <laughs> I think they're the same thing now. Yeah. Um, let's you put, can find him on the a little Crowder respect on the Joe. And Hawk Show. Is the coffee good? 
No, not really. No new coffee. Do you have a Keurig? Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a? Uh, an espresso at the Citadel? What do you guys got? At do, the no, we've got we've got a pretty impressive machine. Like there's like four different coffee machines. It's it's top notch. Oh, oh, you guys are at the Citadel. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Like yeah. Citadel is a nice little building. You got a bunch of places to eat. Um, I'm assuming there's a bar, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the bar. Yeah. Well, no, they have they have the the rooftop like setting with the bar, and then there's like in the food hall, there's like a really cool bar that has excellent happy hour. All this obviously pre-COVID, right? Like now, every <laughs> it's, like, it's worthless yeah. to fucking work there. Yeah. Oh, can I curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, of course, Alex, you come on. This of course, is, you can curse. That's yeah, how, don't worry. It separates us from the rest. It's just us. <laughs> it's just the Wild West. Right. Alex, what time can people hear your great production work over at the Joe? Um, <laughs> the Hawk and Crowder show uh, is on two to six p.m. on both seven ninety the ticket and five sixty the Joe. We say we're we're taking all the stations, Papa. That's our that's kind of our thing. Wow. Alex, long time for the program. Made it to local radio. Alex climbed the mountain that Alex and I have tried. Except Alex and I are on podcasts, and Alex Solana is on actual radio. So you know, happy happy to have our friend back on the show. So y'all, he got their ass kicked today and I don't really want to get into the nuances of the game because I don't really think that matters too much. I mean, they, they lost the scrimmage. I do want to immediately get to Justice Winslow's tweet. Did you guys see this? Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Alex, did you did you see did you see Justice's tweet? Oh, we're we're gonna have to figure out a method here because uh, his team going out. Oh yeah, that's right. So okay, there's Solana and there's <laughs> okay. Alex. Yeah, gotcha. all right, there okay. we go. Uh, so Justice tweeted out, squad circled that motherfucker for me. <laughs> uh, and he Twitter just went off on him. Which honestly, like, I kind of like, listen, we loved when Justice stepped on Joel Embiid's little face mask in the playoffs. And we liked when he suddenly, like, became this badass that was yelling, you know, things to Joel Embiid, uh, to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, right? So this, this is who he is now. And I kind of like it. No, but remember, there's layers to this, too. Because remember, Iguodala did not leave off the best terms with Memphis uh, after that trade. Uh, you know, it was like uh, Dylan, it was Dylan Brooks that, like, you Dylan know, tweeted Brooks. something regarding, like, he can't wait. He hopes he bought it. Was, it was when uh, Iguodala was still with the Grizzlies. And he tweeted that he can't wait till he's traded off the team so that they can destroy him they when they you know, play him essentially. <laughs> and I remember, I think Ja, uh, like quote tweeted it with like, I don't know, some emoji or something. But it was a thing. It was a thing. It was definitely a thing. It was yeah, definitely it was a, a thing. thing. So there yeah, was, I yeah. feel like there was a lot of animosity there. So guys, I mean, Memphis won their NBA championship today. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's give it up for Memphis. I mean, they're going to put up a banner at the grindhouse. I mean, they did it. They won a scrimmage game against the Miami Heat. I mean, that's – their banner champagne. That locker room is probably filled with champagne everywhere. Be careful what you wish for. I'm thinking of becoming a Grizzlies fan. <laughs> yeah, they got to watch out. They got to not worry so much about the Heat and worry about the Pelicans coming for their ass in that, in that <laughs> tournament. Like, come on, dude. They can definitely I – mean, like, how surprised would you be if they lost two straight to the Pelicans? Like – no, 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 no. Like, honestly, like, I think it's really funny that Justice did that. Like, or, the, said, or like did that Dame. Or like, it, bro, bro straight to it's the, a to scrimmage the game. This shit doesn't count. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's look, like, I love Justice and I think it's like fun, but like, let's get real. Like, no, it's fucking ridiculous. No, hold on. I'm, I'm against you there. That doesn't count. No, if I'm, if I'm Justice, I'm like, no, they gave up on me. They traded me for a, a, a version of me that's basically 11 years older. And Jay Crowder, who is, yes, a respectable veteran, the guy, you know, he's not he's not no joke. Neither is Solomon Hill, right? Like, these guys are 3 and D guys. 
But at the end of the Solomon day, Hill, they gave the up show. on me. They told me they, they made me a starting point guard, and then as soon as I got hurt, and you know, they gave up on me. So it's personal for him. I, I don't even I. I would be disappointed in him as a Grizzly, as one of his teammates, if he didn't feel this way about the Heat. How about that? That's, that's the, well, uh, dude. You uh, need that competitiveness game. and that kind of like hurt in your heart, especially. I, I, I wouldn't you dude, feel the same? I mean, I no, think can a, relate. It doesn't count. I think Alex, you, count. Giancarlo, of all people, can relate to Justice Winslow. I'm Team Petty King. No, I love Justice, but like, dude, it doesn't count. It'd be like if I have a podcast war with, I don't know, say five on the floor or something, and in preseason, you guys do better ratings than me. Like, I can't, I, what do, I can't get mad or what? You don't know. Get out of here. That's not how this you works. You definitely can get mad. I will get mad. I, I, that's why I identify with Justice. But it looks <laughs> pathetic. It looks gross. Solana, like, this dude is out here celebrating. Not, they don't even call it preseason. They're calling it a scrimmage. It's even lower than preseason. Yeah, I kind of like that, like, the Grizzlies really took this game serious. And, and Justice, like, further uh, pointed it pointed to it, right? Like, oh, they circled it for it. And the Heat were kind of like, whatever. Right? Like, everybody like, did not give yeah, a single like every Iggy, like, I wanted to think Iggy was going to come out today and just try to dominate. But you could tell, like, nobody actually cared about today on the Heat. And I like that. Like, I like that the Grizzlies really wanted this one. And he were like, all right, like, go ahead. Like, yeah. I like how just... you spun this. Like, no, the Heat are like, it's, it's good that they're not really trying that hard, that they recognize the moment, that they're like, yeah, we'll try later. We actually yeah, let no, you like, win. Go ahead. Yeah, beat us by 50. Like, he's the like, only one right, trying. All right, who cares? Like, yeah, and, and by the way, everybody overreacting. On, like, Heat Twitter overreacting to a lot. Like, I, 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 I don't get it. Like, I, and I, sense, and, a sense of normalcy is what it is. Exactly. Okay. We're back like, home. All right. That's fine. That's hit, fine. Just a hit of it. We yeah, overreact to everything. Yeah. Like no, no. Part I'm, of the charm. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. No, no. I'm totally here for overreacting to preseason. I'm totally here to overreacting to game four of the regular season. I don't know if I'm here to overreact to the third scrimmage game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, I don't know if I'm here for that. I mean, it's called a scrimmage. It's somehow even worse than a preseason game. Like, it somehow counts I mean, less than a preseason God. game. The Grizzlies hit so many threes, and it was the flukiest thing in the world. Because it's like the Grizzlies weren't even a good shooting team at all. And I get it that the Heat drop, you know, drop uh, zone defense is going to end up fucking allowing that many threes. And it's going to happen, right? It's the NBA. Like, these types of games happen. Teams get hot. But, like, is it yep. really that big of a deal? Like, are we going to – is Dylan Brooks going to hit that many threes every time? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't so much like the drop stuff. It was more like they were trying to switch. Like they had lineups out there without a center, and they were trying to switch Did we a lose lot. Gianni? And guys would just yeah, wow, huh? Nice. No, I'm here. I thought I was like all right. So it's up to no. us now, guys. Like we, you guys didn't we, even we, watch the game, did you? I did not. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm here to save the day. I was gonna give a breakdown on the switching and the miscommunications, and I was like, "No, I'm here." The universe is like, "Absolutely not." You, you know saw what it how felt like? We, we went to okay. What do we do now, <laughs> bro? I could hear you guys. Like you guys, your audio was coming in, but you couldn't oh, hear me. Sorry. It's what I imagine the sunken place is like. Yeah, right. That, that's basically where it's you like, were no. for ten seconds. We were just like, "All right, well, I guess it's time to go on with our lives." I was in the sports radio equipment. Just all leave the call. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no. Uh, Iguodala, by the way, uh, almost a team best, only a minus one today. Okay, so you know, maybe maybe he was maybe he was taking it serious. Like maybe he was. I mean, mean, 
I mean, team high was Kelly Olenek on a plus three. Yeah, I will and say Solomon the Hill only plus thing two. I saw from the game, game were any clips that came across my Twitter feed. And there were a couple where Iggy was playing really strong on-ball defense. So it's good to see. I mean, their defensive effort was for. just That's horrendous, right? literally what right? he's here for. Like, the whole thing was just their defensive effort was just not even there. And there was just miscommunication all over the place. That's why it's like, I think they're going to be more sharp, like, when shit really goes back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I trust that they're going to, you know, suppose they're really going to let that happen get on a game-to-game basis when, when these games start counting again. Did, Alex, did you see when Spo was, like, in? Which you one? Spo does that. You, you're Alex. He's Solana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We just went through this. Come on, Alex. Be in game shape. Mid-season <laughs> form. Let's go. Uh, Spo was like into it, dude. Spo was like knee to the ground. You know, like that. It's kind of like a high lunge and yoga. Spo was like doing like yoga on the court on his knee, kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah, he does he's that back. like when he's stressed, right? Mid-season. I mean, who, who he like, wouldn't be stressed? We're down 22. We can't stop the Grizzlies three points. Like we, we, we have no idea what to do. <laughs> Alex and I were talking about this pre-show, bro. This is we have learned nothing through these scrimmages they're the same fucking team that they were that lost to the hornets right solana like that like we've learned nothing they're the same people well no kelly i think we've learned that like kelly might be our best player and <laughs> is that crazy like behind we Dun- knew that pre all star but now duncan, duncan. Oh, oh, true back. true yeah sorry sorry but yes duncan, yes maple yeah. dick baby um no but like I don't know. I, I was just excited to watch them again. I wasn't expecting to learn anything from three games, really. Like I, yes. I mean, I get maybe what I said to G. Maybe, maybe the only thing was Myers Leonard, like the health questions or whatever. But I mean, he's fine, right? Like he's fine. He'll be, Tyler, he'll be okay Tyler to play. Good. My only <laughs> yeah. worry, Valid. coming into this preseason was the thing that to me was by far the flukiest thing in the season, which was Duncan Robinson exploding the way he did. And him sure, hitting man. all those threes in the first game put me right at ease. So this, all, this back, is all gravy, baby. believe me. Best, best shooter on earth. Best shooter on earth. I mean, kind of is. What it, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe we didn't learn anything, but it was good to see the full rotation back out there, right? Like yeah. uh, we were saying this pre-show that, you know, when, when they had made the trades for Iguodala and Crowder, we hadn't seen that version of the team with Hero and Myers who were out for most of that time. And then now on top of that, it's like, okay, Maybe, you know, you trust Hero to do just a little bit more handling if it comes to, like, the end of a shot clock to create something or to create for someone else or get up a shot that he can make. I mean, we, like Christian said, we know uh, Duncan isn't a fluke. We trust Bam. We trust Jimmy to get to the line at least most of the time, right? I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think this has been good for them. They got a training camp in with the guys that they, that, that came in in the mid- midseason. They got more time for Kelly, who looks, you know, better than he ever has. So I, I think at the end of the day, it's a, it's a slight positive for them all this time off. This episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. They work with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. And unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. I just received my Ladder package in the mail and I'm not one for pre-workouts, but this one tasted and felt amazing. It gave me all the energy I needed for that last set and it made all the difference in my workout. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use code HEATBEAT20 for 20% off your first order at ladder.sport. That's HEATBEAT20 for 20% off your first order at ladder.sport. 
what is what does Duncan have to do? And uh, I, I say this because like working on, on 790, right? We're the home of the Heat, and you'd be so surprised at how like people just refuse to acknowledge like Duncan Robinson is actually like a key important player on a pretty good basketball team, right? Like obviously in Heat Twitter. All we do, we follow the Heat. Like, we know what's happening, right? Like, we're following the numbers. We're listening to the Miami Heat beat, five on the floor. Like, we know what's happening. We know who's actually important to this team having success. But, you know, like the casual NBA fan, even Heat fan, probably isn't paying attention as closely as we are. Like, what does Duncan have to do? Is it, like, just put up insane numbers in this tournament? Or is it win a three-point contest? Because I'm telling you, like, I I'm he's gonna biggest... make like clutch shots. He's gonna make some clutch shots in a playoff game where more people are watching and be like, okay, no, this guy is for real. Is, is that is more than just a shooter? Is that what it is though? Because when I tell you, all I do is get shit on by like the texters who are saying there hasn't been big moments yet. I think that's what it is really is right. Like we haven't seen them. This team just got back to being a really good team, and we haven't seen that crescendo yet of the playoffs. Also, don't worry about texters like. They're, no, it, no, no, no. It's mean, 2020, and they are choosing to use a medium to communicate where they remain anonymous <laughs> and get to say whatever they want so that hopefully it gets said on the radio. No, that's I mean, right. Like, that's uh, fine. Go on Twitter, pussy. Yeah, but, but okay, like Colin, Colin Coward. Call, like, we know this stupid fucking clip that's going everywhere about Colin Coward saying that he don't have shooters. Like, that's what, that's what people... Like, people don't know about Duncan Robinson being the most prolific three-point shooter in the NBA this year. Like, I feel comfortable saying that. Right, like, there's there's no metric that doesn't support it. Which I I cannot be understated enough. Like, might not even be the best shooter on his team. I mean, Kelly Olenek is 66% from three since all star If I was born in January of 2020, apart from being the unluckiest motherfucker on the planet, like, I would also believe that Kelly Olenek was the greatest shooter on earth. Like, it's like, I mean, I would, I would be like, why is this guy not playing every minute? Like, this guy's clearly a flamethrower. I mean, you know, it's so, crazy to say that Duncan now offensively is just Clay Thompson without like, you know, the, you know, the one-on-one stuff. Is he just Clay Thompson now? I feel like he's more, <laughs> I think he's like supercharged JJ Redick. Yeah. Cause he's bigger. JJ, like, I think JJ Clay, went off today. I don't know if any of you saw, like I was, I was just listening to, to ESPN on the way home. Like JJ Redick had 19 points in the third quarter. Like uh, it's crazy that that guy is still doing it. And like, he's on the Pelicans. Like, I, I, I thought his career would kind of just spiral down now. You know, like, he took the money, whatever. Dude, yeah. this this dude is fucking balling. Like, I – so, I, I just said that because, like, I want Duncan to be J.J. Redick. Like, I hope that's what he is. Alex, you compared the two-man game between Bam and Duncan to J.J. and Embiid last season. I mean, I think, honestly, it's just a great comparison. I'm surprised we hadn't really made it earlier. But – uh it came to me when uh, one of the uh, Five Reasons contributors, David Fernandez, was saying uh, J.J. Redick. And Duncan is really just a bigger version of him. But it's like that two-man game that he had with Embiid last year really took up a, lot, a big part of the, the Sixers' playbook and how they would generally get their offense going because there was really no other way to create spacing when you had Jimmy Embiid uh, and Simmons out there. And, you know, Tobias, Tobias Harris is cool. He could shoot, but the guy really can't really do much for himself off the dribble. And I think that was one of the ways where they could manufacture spacing was by running – Redick around Embiid and, and it was just like well pick your poison and I think that's kind of been the whole it's been almost identical with the Heat have done except that the Heat are doing it at the top of the key and I think they're doing it at even higher frequency and even higher efficiency than the Sixers are which is why you know we keep har- harping on this it's like what they're doing with Bam and Duncan this year 
like G was saying, I thought what he, what he was saying on the last part was great, where, like, when you look at the points per possession, it really is just, like, one of the most dominant actions, weapons, however you want to classify it in the league right now, when you just talk about its effectiveness over and over so, and over and over on a high, high volume. So I'm doing, I'm doing some digging on, on this play specifically. I have a piece coming out this week, <clears throat> and here's a little snippet from it. So when Duncan and Bam do dribble handoffs, most of the time they're going under the screen. So out of over about like 130 times, 93 times, uh, players are opting to go under the screen because they're really scared of the BAM roll and the BAM short roll and all that. And, that, and that's, a, one, that's the schemes that the, the all these teams in the East use. So they're getting 1.4 points per possession off those actions. So that's almost a point and a half every time a guy goes under the dribble handoff screen and Duncan's obviously killing it. You give him space, you're done. But I've been wondering, like, what happens if you're going to go over the screen? So if you're going to overplay that, Try to run them off that, the line. that action. Yeah. You, you, so the Heat are getting 1.45 points per possession <laughs> off 35 times. So Duncan's Crazy. killing. And a lot of that is not even Duncan shooting. And if you notice today, there was a play that, yep. you know, he kind of comes off the screen. He draws a guy, sidesteps him. The closeout guy comes. It's the pass. Bam gives an entry pass to the Bam roll. And then Bam kicks it out to a corner shooter. Right, so the guy. It's in the, the same corner, thing. I think it was he's, Jay Crowder, he's creating the spacing out. for their offense. The rest of their offense hums off of that first action. Whatever the defense decides is what's going to happen with the rest of the offense. And I'm pretty sure that's like the system in place, right? Isn't that what it's basically on? So Jack Alfonso, our contributor, uh, was saying in the group chat this like today. He's like, I'm I'm like not really happy with the Heat's process today. Like it's a it's an uncomfortable amount of Jay Crowder. Uh, and today they kind of had to. <laughs> Tyler didn't really have it. A lot of guys didn't look into it. And, like, to an extent, he's right, and he was kind of being critical of their offensive, like, system. But, bro, I think that if you're trying to fish to get shots for the best shooter in the league this year, using arguably the best or second-best passing, creating big in the league outside of Jokic, like, I don't know. That's a pretty good process. And the other times you're just having Jimmy try to, like, you know, finagle his way to the free throw line and get guys open. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know their offense is seventh, and that's a surprise a lot of us, but I think that they're doing a pretty good job. It's a good conversation, though, because let's say in a world where the Heat do get to the second round, and then we know this is, you know, kind of looking forward because they're, they're definitely not guaranteed a first-round win versus the revamped Philadelphia 76ers. But <laughs> Oh, the but, power forward corner three shooting Ben Simmons. As much as I hate to say it, I'm with it. I see the vision with that move. I, lo- I, <laughs> you I do. see the vision. I see the vision. I think Sixer they, apologists. I'm not. I'm not. I just think they always had so little variety in their offense where it's like at least you put in another handler who could shoot. You can kind of use Simmons in different ways. You can't just put up a wall every time. You know, that's why the same way, the same thing. I was just about to make a point about the Bucks, and now this comes handy too because that's what they're doing this year with Middleton as a handler, where they're trying to get Giannis as a roller so often. It's one of their best plays. Now they're going to, Sixers are going to be able to do, you know, a facsimile of that with Simmons. They just need some better handlers on the floor. The issue is see, the dirty little secret with the Sixers is that Embiid can't shoot either. That guy's a dog shit three point shooter. It's like 30% or something, and he shoots a lot. I'm just saying, and they have more variety to their offense with, with, uh, Shake Milton out there as a point guard who's actually you look Shake at his percentage Milton. man he, he's not taking a huge amount but he's I think it's like three a game but 45% like you're arguing on behalf of Shake Milton that's Milton. not even the point I was gonna make I was gonna make a point about the Bucks because you were talking about Jay Crowder taking a lot of shots and I think we're gonna see a lot of that if we do see a heat Bucks series because the Bucks are always constantly chasing you know the, the other team's best shooter and I think they're gonna try to make sure that Duncan Robinson doesn't get good looks even if Brooke Lopez is hanging all the way back at the rim. I think they're going to make sure that they're going to tell the other guys that are around the wing to overplay and leave their man open, which is going to result to a lot of, in a lot of Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala taking threes. 
So I think it's a good point that you make because that might kind of surface again in the playoffs when these guys might have to take more threes because Duncan is covered more often. I kind of think that the I I kind of think that the J stuff came as a uh, Tyler's not really having it, and if Tyler's not giving you j- the jump shooting, you know it's really hard to justify playing him when you could play the bigger weight. You like, can't. You, you can't. Know, you just can't. can't. It's just about giving him reps at this point as a, as a playmaker because I think that's how they want to develop him as a somewhat like shooting playmaker. And I think it's just a scrimmage game. I, I'm not against him getting the reps, but I, I get what you mean. Though. And and they're gonna give it to him, right? Like that's why the Heat. I feel like they wanted this restart to have the tournament or. Ever happened so like they want to see what they have with none and and with tyler in these like important moments or whatever right like they, they're gonna give these guys the minutes i think because if if they're even going to consider trading either of these guys like they don't want to do it and then you know three years from now find out tyler hero is the most cl- clutch nba player in the history of the nba like they like they want to find out uh on on a first-hand basis if like they can perform well in serious moments Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect. At a price you'd never believe, they have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. And here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every time an item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer the item or it's yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code HEATBEAT20 or DealDash.FM slash HEATBEAT20. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash HEATBEAT20. So let me ask you guys this because I was, I was actually thinking about this during the game. So I think a part of the uncomfortable amounts of Jay Crowder that we're getting is because they don't really have a second kind of creator consistently with the second unit, right? So like that's where if they get like another guy like Peel or Oladipo or, you know, Donovan Mitchell. Isn't that X, what they're banking X, on though? Yeah, like, you know, is, that's it, where a guy like that comes in. No, but I'm but talking about their bench scene, unit right now. Aren't they banking on, the, on Goron and Hero serving as their dual playmakers essentially? Isn't that why well, that's what I wanted to ask about because none can't really do that stuff off the bench. I was going to ask how you feel about none in that role because I think none operates in those in between spaces really well, like from the screen up top to like kind of the restricted area. Like he's I just really think good at. He struggles without somebody without better playmakers on the floor, and I don't really trust Goron that much as a playmaker. Like I do Jimmy and Bam oh, to create stuff so for you him. Guys, and just Duncan's gravity in general. You guys think Kelly's going to start then, huh? So that's the other thing I wanted to get to today. So for those of you who don't know. Heat starting lineup's really good. It's one of the best units in the league. They play. They they have almost 500 minutes. They have an uh, almost a 120 120 offensive rating, 106 defensive rating. They're like around plus 12 net rating. I'm kind of rounding up. Um, it's a really good lineup. I mean, they're when those guys are on the floor, they're killing it because of Duncan uh, Myers. It's none Butler Duncan Myers band. Right, but I'm saying uh, like th- those minutes look as great as they do because Duncan plays so well in the first quarter. Like that that unit gets run mostly just to start the game right like how how often is that unit closing out games i mean i could be wrong i just don't remember that unit closing out games as much it doesn't close games right. uh i mean because myers i'm gonna really look this close, up yeah. right? that's, so, that's a really good point i'm gonna let's see what the no, data and, says and, 
he's right. I like I like this I like this uh, this starting lineup. By the way, like I like Myers being out there. Like it, it makes sense to me. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. Duncan going so, off in the first quarter, being the best first quarter player in the NBA this season, at least it feels that way, is probably the reason why this lineup looks as great as it does. Man, that's such a good point because I was thinking like it had to do with the Myers Bam combo because I know that that like that combination has been really. But the theory there then is that it's whoever's next to Bam. We saw the same thing Kelly next to Bam last year. That was their best. <laughs> yes, like, that's combo. so true. Yeah, but Kelly, Kelly with Bam this year has it was terrible. So, it was terrible. But Kelly was Kelly was hurt for like half of the season. Yep. Bam and Myers almost eight hundred minutes. They're they're plus eight, plus seven net rating. Whereas like I think if you put Myers as like the backup big where he has to kind of be the one big out there, just like Kelly is. I mean Kelly's just just not a good ripper. They don't have to change the way they play as much when they have Kelly in over like I think Kelly serves as a better surrogate for Bam than Myers because they can run a lot of the same stuff offensively as they do Bam. Like kind of like a a, a lesser version of that dribble handoff stuff and, and Kelly also could take you off the dribble. I think they're there. they're like, banking on that as an offensive hub off the bench to be able to get no, Ryan yeah, that's what I'm saying. Going. So I think that's kind of like the balance that Spo has struck at this point. So like I, I'm not advocating for Kelly to start. I, I think that I agree with you. you see how, I see we both stay. turned since the start of the season. We both were like, no, Kelly should be starting, and now we're both firmly on the other side. Spo knows. I mean, I mean he was it, right. It man. So he was right sense. to put none in the starting lineup over Hero, like because Hero clearly can do more. And I think it would that one I I have yet to be seen because like I think that the extra shoot like the I mean none actually turned out to be a really good shooter which kind of surprised me but I I, I was I I still kind of think that those two guys are interchangeable I think Tyler tries to do a little too much at times and I think none kind of plays more in his role but I think none is a perfect fit for that starting lineup I think they need exactly what he brings well I I looked up Solana's point before about Duncan and whether the same lineup is as effective with him off than on and. It's a noticeable difference. The Heat are plus 121 in 488 minutes um, with that entire starting lineup on the court. So if you take that, what, divided by 48 minutes times 10, uh, you're talking – I love doing math right on math the spot. On the show. Uh, I love how we can hear uh, the <laughs> Calculating, uh, baby. Let's the, the go. Plus 11.9 per 48 minutes with that lineup on the court. Without Duncan in 99 minutes, they're plus two, straight up middle of the road. So it's so it's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a an eight points nine points yes. swing. Do you remember? You guys remember that stat that was circling like a week or two ago about uh, <laughs> how supposedly they're like a 65 win team when Duncan plays and a 33 win team when he doesn't. <laughs> yes. Where are we seeing similar stuff like when Wayne Ellington was hot? <laughs> Wayne Ellington was the linchpin of their offense. They lived and died with whatever happened off w- Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Ellington it's just like that on steroids. He had basically. An incredible run. Like Wayne Ellington's run cannot be understated. And yet Duncan Robinson's is bigger volume on better efficiency all over the place, hands in the face, off the dribble, off screen. Six nine. He's a psycho. He's six nine. That's why it's it, Wayne Ellington, we we as Heat fans, we have gotten to see Glenn Rice, Ray Allen, Jason motherfucking Capono, all these great shooters. And Wayne Ellington, far and away, the best shooting season in Heat history. 39% shooting on eight attempts. Absolutely killed it. Duncan Robinson has destroyed that. that record after like 40-something games, didn't he? Of like three-pointers yeah. made. This, there had yeah. to be Just a global pandemic that shut the world down. Duncan that Robinson is the global pandemic. It. <laughs> you went from no okay but 
he went from a literal nobody when you're just talking about relative to the NBA. The guy was not playing last year, and now he is just the best shooter in the league sans Stephen Clay. No, like, like defenses what? are going out of their way to make sure that the ball is out of his hands. And it's gonna create a lot, it's gonna create a lot of opportunities for him to really open up as a playmaker. And I hope that he takes advantage See? of that. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro athletes Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing about fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Do you know, I, I, I don't look at his three-point percentage every day. I, I just did. Do you know his three-point percentage? Oh, it was 43? 44. He's never missed sure. a shot. 44-8. Yeah, so 45%. Crazy. And he's taking seven a game, right? Six and a half or seven? 8.4. Eight? In the last month, he was taking 10 a game. <laughs> oh, my God. He's on leaps. He's taking more. I mean, like, I, I know that – I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves saying that, like, you know, they should completely build more of their offense around him. Not, I mean, that's already <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A lot is already built. I mean, if I we're mean, if we're how about this? I'll give you a logical reason why. If we're counting on Jimmy's free throws to go down because that's what just happens in the playoffs, that's got, what I'm counting. They've on. got to supplant it with some something else that's reliable. What's what's more reliable than Duncan Robinson? Maybe offensively. I was thinking. I was thinking today, like you know, you gotta like most teams that are gonna win a championship have to kind of work that mid range area, right? Like you can math your way. Heater gonna have to with all these dropping bigs. Jimmy's gonna have to hit those. Hero's gonna have to hit those. None. I think none. That none, none is their yeah, best. None is pull up get, yeah. If if Kendrick Nunn, who has now blocked me on Twitter, and so all bets are off. All right. <laughs> he did. Wait, why? Why he blocked you? Because oh, I kept bringing up his horny know? tweets and then the his screenshot. Agent, yeah. I guess his yeah, agent yeah. is taking care of his thing. His agent tw- DM'd me, being like, hey, "He DM'd you, yes, yes, that's right. agent. Take down yeah. that tweet. I'm like, bro, like it's your it's your guy's tweet. Like, why are you even talking to me? Just take it down. The agenda. But then he deleted all the horny Kendrick. tweets and then blocked me. So I had to, of course spend like an hour scouring the internet for every image I could find of his tweets. And so now I have an, a collection of that. And that's what happens when you block people. Don't block people. Don't block people, Kendrick. We need your mid-range. Oh, but anyway, they, they really what I was really going to say is if he shoots two from 10, I think that's what he was today. I don't even need to watch the game. If he's having those kind of games, there's no point in him being out there. Yes. Kendrick? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, the I mean all the guards, out. really. I mean, I mean, Goron probably justifies his existence on the court a little more than the other guys because he can do more things like, in terms of playmaking. Man, can we, can we I think Goron say- is a really do not give good- Goron enough credit for his defense, which is not that what? bad. It's not. It's bad. It's no, not, it's bad. Just about uh, to declare. Christian, bad. it's uh, awful. It's not. We're about to. We're about to find over this. I was just Where's about to declare Goron the worst Get defender the on the team. On. I mean, Stop. he might Stop. be the worst just... defender on the team, but it's not as bad as you, <laughs> you guys make it out to be. Like, 
he tries, man. Like I know he's got good IQ, but I just look at that. Like, oh my god, why did Spo the poor Yo, guy? Like, why did he, he put like him 30, to guard Jaw? now. Always yeah, had man. just natural disadvantages. Like, yeah, it's why not going to be great. Is but he's always yeah. giving a ton of effort, which is all you can really that, ask for defensively. That that's the thing. And and look, I, I don't know if the numbers argue my favor or not. I'm going to be the old guy and go with the eye test. I'm sorry, but in a playoff I'll series late in a game, uh, first round, second round doesn't doesn't matter. You're telling me you trust Kendrick Nunn or Tyler Hero? Pivotal moment over Goran Dragic. I, I don't. That's the good. I that's the right question. I don't. I trust Tyler here. And, and, I'm I, sorry. And, and no, no. He's been good. The right question is does Spo, and you know that answer. You but, know that answer. But we've been talking about that, and I think it's going to be a rotating cast a little bit. I think he has his guys. Like I think he trusts Dragic and Hero more than he trusts none. Like I think Duncan's going to be out there. I think he's just so firmly a part of their formula now to their success. But I think it's going to be a rotating cast of like one of Iguodala or Crowder. One of Goran or Hero is going to be out there with who, Jimmy. Who, who's Bamit playing well, right? Like so exactly. So so and, and that's so much of this roster. That's great though. I mean, that, that's that's a good thing to have. Yeah, no, I mean, to luxury, obviously, but that, that's so much of this roster. And and I, I mean, we we've seen it in the past, right? Like there was there was games where Dwayne Wade wasn't playing well and he sat eighty percent of the fourth quarter, and and Spo would exhaust his options in the twenty thirteen NBA Finals. Like Wade was the worst player ever in the history of the NBA Finals. Twenty fourteen was even worse. Yeah, true. And, <laughs> which is which is which is saying something. Twenty thirteen wasn't that bad. He had that game in San Antonio no, the over they had wasn't wasn't his, what was his plus minus like minus a hundred and thirty something. He had game seven, twenty three points, all of mid ranges in your face. I'm say something mean, but if we're being honest, Wade's for twenty fourteen finals. <laughs> had to be the biggest reason LeBron left. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. For like, sure. For sure. Like, you think he goes His, and is like, I'm going to go trust 22 year old Kyrie over my, my boy Dwayne if Dwayne was playing like Dwayne Wade? It was, like, it was everything. We saw him. We saw Yo, him Bosch skates. Bosch skates for not doing shit that finals also. No, Everyone always yeah. talks about Dwayne. There was plenty of that to go around. Like, we're, yeah. we're really going to talk about this. We're going to talk about Ray Allen on defense, really. <laughs> oh no! It was bad. Michael Beasley got finals minutes. Michael Beasley, by the way, has played more finals minutes than Jay Derek. Rose. Can you see? Can you see the Michael Beasley poster in the background? By the way, I don't know. If... Legend, legend. I have... He's gonna be back on the Heat. He's gonna be back. No, Mark my words. No, he's gonna. There's gonna be some. So, there's gonna be something at like the buyout period, <laughs> and they're just gonna roll the dice I've, on Mike I've, one more I've time. tried to frame an argument in my head for like a radio take <laughs> to retire Michael Beasley's number. Like, like try to really try to frame like a rat because. I'm all in on the Chalmers thing. Like I, oh no, yeah, Chalmers. I'm all in, and, it, and it's actually like it, it is still pretty, you know, crazy to even say that. But there, there is a rational argument to be made at least. I've tried so hard for Beasley, and there, there's nothing there, man. Like, that, no, there's, there's not. I, I think it you can make another the year, argument. Like 14, 15, where all of their guys were injured. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like there. That's the path. Yes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Would you oppose Rio on this that? team? No, I want Rio, but I'm I'm the biggest Chalmers fan, admittedly. So like. I think a competent guard on defense. You'll be their best think, guard defender. <laughs> I think Chalmers without an Achilles would still be like a competent defender. I would do anything for a Chalmers game-winning three in these playoffs. All of a sudden, how I, loud? I the and the, you know, like, yeah. do you know how like the NBA is putting like all the Zoom call Skype yes. things like as fans? How loud would they be if they saw Rio check in? Can we even hear them? Did you see that the Heat were trying to sell season tickets in the middle of that oh game? God, there, that, it was there was levels of funny. It was like a we don't even know if there's going to be fans and seasons. B you're getting blown out by the Grizzlies. wait. Christian, are are you still a season ticket holder or no? Oh, oh, they're they're still taking the money. 
Right. Like, I don't, what, what's happening with that? Because I, I keep trying to contact my rep and my rep's cool. Like, I'm not trying to shit on the heat or whatever, but like, what's happening? Because I don't, my, my brother and I have no idea what is happening with the tickets. Like, we literally have no idea. So for, I mean, obviously there, there was no what, like last five or eight, six, nine, no, or yeah, I think it was, it was eight, 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 or eight home, games, eight home yeah. games or something. So they gave me a credit on the payments they were already taking from next season so i I got a whole month not you know comped and then about a half of a month comped with the credits from those home games but i and there's no shot and there's no shot that there's going to be a like fans in the stadium next season either right no they're going to try they said today on the broadcast that there's no reasonable way to have these guys traveling by december like that's there's no way that's not realistic like we're we're seeing how dumb this is with what happened to the marlins yeah, I was talking to my brother about that today. He's like, oh, well, th- there'll be a vaccine by December. They'll, they'll start the season in December. I'm like, okay, let's say there is a vaccine. You think 20,000 people are getting in the stadium? And and even if they limit it they to... Really well. <laughs> yeah, Bro, even if they limit it... People here feel about vaccines. Yeah. Even if they limit it, though, to, let's say, 50% capacity, how do they make that fair? Right? Like, oh, season ticket holders you can only come to one game a week. I, like, it doesn't make sense to me how that's going to work. So I'm I'm fully expecting there not to be fans in the stands for at least the next season, at least. Yeah, and uh, I, I know that they uh, somebody apparently tweeted about how much money Mickey Arison's lost during this time, but Mickey, yeah, you better have it. my Windy. money if it comes time for credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2.5 billion. <laughs> that's crazy. 2.5 billion, Brian Windhorst. That's crazy. We had reported Mickey Harrison. I mean, yeah. I mean, the cruise line has, has taken a huge hit. Is that like two hundred dollars for him, or I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably less. Yeah, I probably I know Coke. I know that like we're not supposed to feel sorry for billionaires. Like I know everybody yesterday was like ecstatic that Mickey Harrison, a billionaire, is losing money. But whatever. Like that's still that's still a crazy number, right? Like that's our luxury tax. It's our luxury tax funding. Karma, <laughs> Joe Anthony, and Mike Miller, man, we came back. <laughs> It's the only time I say, yeah, you know, maybe it was bad that a billionaire lost money. Because, you know, I I don't know. I, maybe now I want the heat to get into the salary tax. Yeah, now we're, we're, <laughs> I don't know. He can't fill out that big four that Brian Windhorst has been talking about. What happened What happened there, by the way? I, I didn't I didn't read any of that. I should have. Like, what happened with Bam? <laughs> Wendy, Wendy said that they might not extend him. Like, what, what was the story there? Yeah, but that, that, that could happen. But, you know, that's really more because there's some kind of understanding behind the scenes that we don't know about i mean the heat playing with his money would just be the stupidest thing they could do right yeah i mean i don't think so, we, yeah, any of us believe said, that but i'm just saying the story quote unquote went that they're just gonna try to play ball with bam and wait until next season to, to like not to extend I'm him familiar. Well, no but there are the there are strategic <laughs> reasons for that because they can exceed the cap to give bam whatever the hell he wants after they've signed a max free agent so there's strategic reasons why this is important so it's not we shouldn't just overlook it no i know that i, I think they like would, how surprised would you be if we found out later on that they were just kind of working together the whole time like i think that's just how they operate i think that's what we're going to end up finding out i i thought that though and and wasn't Dwayne 2016 like wasn't that that's what I was gonna say. Uh, no and and I, I get it like we're four years removed from that whatever that was that might have been an anomaly that but I, I truly, I thought that this front office, Andy, Pat, like they functioned a certain way. And 2016, Dwayne, like proved me wrong. And and I'm, that's not an indictment on the Heat. Like I still think they did the right thing. 
and I like w- whatever, you know, that's a whole other conversation, but man, I think a lot like, of it did have to do with the age thing. And, and yeah, no, no, again, like, like, is like, I get it. I get it. Uh, but I, I don't know if, if they, they're, they're working in concert with each other or, or as much as we think they, they truly are. Like, I, I really don't know. I thought I did. I don't know anymore. Fair. I think we oftentimes rationalize why it would make sense for them to work in concert, but I do think we've seen it in the past. I think it's not, but we're assuming that the player and the organization have a mutual trust that because we know that he's recruiting. I think that we have like actual reasons to think that because I mean, mean, the guy wasn't recruiting Dwayne as well. But Dwayne wasn't recruiting in 2016 though. Was he? I thought that was the whole thing is that that was the whole separation. Yep. That was, that was the separation. That was that, that, that's, that's a fair point. I don't know. Like I said, like I, I just, I, at this point, you know, I, I think Talking I'm jaded enough. <laughs> I think I'm jaded enough to not to feel that the players and the organizations might not always be working in such harmony as we would like them to be. Where, where would you put your money that they are or aren't at this point? Just like if you had to. I think I think they're working together, but I also think Bam is telling him one thing. You know, when you make plans with someone, like, and yeah, like, don't play around too like, much. Oh yeah, you want to hang out? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm totally down. But in the back of your mind, you're just like, ah, you know, like I'm I'm kind of like not 100 percent committed, but I said I was. And then they'll say, oh yeah, we were thinking of making this reservation and then hitting up this place after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're into the planning and everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm distracted because Alex is with Alf. Oh, that's fucking Alf. Oh. Yeah, it's Alf. Cousin or some shit. What the hell is he doing he's back jiggling. there? Yeah, he just distracted and me in the middle of my analogy. I feel it's important to note that all that's between them is a bed. Yo, are, yeah, Alf, are, you, Alf, are you guys <laughs> like, what's going on? You can Alf tell might, me. for you, Alex. Alf Listen, might, for might you. be in his boxers too different. and coming out of the bat. Like, what's happening over there? This is what this is our process for five on the floor. We just all go in like <laughs> one place and we, we just go, th- we just do five podcasts all at once. No. I, I once called five I, just, I once called five reasons a podcast sweat market. <laughs> called podcast a sweat shop. Yeah. yeah, podcast sweat shop. That's what it feels I like. Was playing a lot of content that. being made there. It's a lot there's a lot of content. I mean you did a you did a, a pregame and you were you a halftime show. Okay, you did a halftime show, you were gonna do a post game that uh, the, the listeners voted no, and then you're gonna do a show tonight. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff today. I mean you've worked you've done more uh sports takes than Solana who actually works in the Yeah, industry. nobody wants them. But you guys, you and Ethan keep asking for them. I'm like, all right, I guess we got to keep I, punishing listen, the I, people. I have you on one show a week because we're sponsored by Ladder. Thank you, LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger, for bringing Ladder to the people. Remember, you can get 20% off your first order using promo code HEAPY20. Get that. I got some pre-workout. That shit's fire. I've never used pre-workout before, and it's pretty amazing. Like, I swear by that shit You're now. hooked. I, I used to do caffeine. Yeah, you're hooked. And I'm done with caffeine. I am 100% into pre-workout. <laughs> what is the uh, the vegan- That is the greatest ad for pre-workout I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't. I, I just. It feels no, different because no. it has. I a, inject it straight into my veins. It tastes so good. I'm ready no. to go. They even have like vegan protein. I'm with you. The vegan. I'm with you. Like once I started working out a couple of years ago, I was like anti-caffeine, anti-pre-workout. Like I used to like look down on people that use pre-workout. And now, if I am working out at the gym, you won't find me in there without pre-workout. Like I'll do anything. We're adults. Oh, yeah. I'll do anything for pre-workout. I don't do powder. We're adults. Like a, a drink like that, something that like kind of is a facsimile of that. I think that is the it's just second. Like, how do you push yourself you at the facsimile. gym? The second <laughs> time, word, man. Did you just learn that word? No, it's just sometimes I forget it. Like you know, has it ever <laughs> happened to you where like you forget words that you're looking for, and sometimes they're just there. Sometimes yeah, yeah. Not. no, and then you hang on to them. Alex, yeah, Alex, have you seen my tweets? Of course. <laughs> 
what tweets? No, probably not. I I, I actively avoid your tweets. You mute, Do you guys remember those those like call- calendars that were like a stack of papers, and then every day of the year you would take one off and learn like a word or something like that? Yeah. When did yeah. those stop being a thing? They're still a thing, actually. I can I can uh, report that breaking news. I can report that. Oh, Mark yeah. Hockman. Mark Hockman swears by those like he that that's what he that has in his makes house. a lot of sense though. Yeah. Thing I've ever that's heard. that yeah. is my that might be the most hot thing i've ever heard <laughs> that's not a joke by the way like that that's serious no that's, too, that's I believe too believable. It, it sounds very much in his personality that was a whole radio bit we had where he's like no like i don't want a big calendar i just i want to be able to rip the paper off like i learned a new word of the day that's such a hot thing we should do one but like a stat stat one day's one day's vorp and another day's <laughs> offensive rating and another day's Per, I don't know. It's just kind of expected field goal percentage. We have like a little descriptor, and then we'll use it in a sentence. I'm good. Kendrick's nuns opponents have a higher <laughs> expected field goal percentage when he defends them. Oh man, these on-off numbers from the 2014 finals are poison. <laughs> Dwayne's the worst. Do you know who, who actually Dwayne. is the best among the people who actually played serious minutes? Hold on. Let, can I guess? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Guess. Uh, I have. I have a good guess. guess. I think it's Birdman. No. If it's not Chalmers, it's, it's- Mario Chalmers. Knew <laughs> <laughs> it. The Heat were actually fourteen point nine points per hundred possessions better with Chalmers on the court. That does not understate that he was. They were still really bad with him on the court. They were just getting murdered all over the place. <laughs> wow. Still fun. Well, you, didn't learn his lesson Le- from 2011. We didn't play Chalmers. Can you enough. get LeBron's averages from that series? They were good. They were good. They were amazing. Yeah. Like I, 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 that that bothers me, and I'm on, I'm all in on Team Petty or whatever. But it bothers me when people like to shit on LeBron's 2014 Finals performance. Like not his fault. The like, only really reason it else. happens is because 2011 still happened. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the only true. reason. If nah. that hadn't had happened, like, no, that theory, wouldn't be happening. I promise you. The team. Well, I, I think it's fair because the Team Petty theory is that he 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 got the numbers and he compiled the numbers he just cost to look like Dwayne an MVP. <laughs> That's just to look not, like he forget was out this. There he was light years ahead, light years, because now they have the same amount. No, LeBron has more. No, no, they have LeBron has three. They, they both have three. Don't. It's a cardinal sin not winning that damn three, finals. No, three finals MVPs. Oh, okay, Wait, my bad. Not my bad. getting that finals MVP was a cardinal sin. Bri- a Brian oh, God, Cardinal ew. sin. 